Hey there, welcome to Students of Life podcast with your host, Akwesa Pepper. On this podcast, we're focusing on the journey throughout life, along with also wellness. When it comes to mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, social, and environmental wellness, and just all the way through. And most of you who listen to my podcast for the past one year know that I mostly do most of my, I do my all my episodes by myself. It's a solo, you know, podcast. But entering into this new one year, that it's one year anniversary, we celebrated one year anniversary of Students of Life in March, end of March. And entering into this month of May, I wanted to bring something new into the podcast. And this is actually something I've been wanting to do for quite a while. But I was just waiting on like the right time when God would give me like, yeah, now is go ahead. Like, yeah, bring people on now. And this new series that we're starting off this month is called The Conversation. And one of the first people that I'm bringing on to this, you know, podcast to have a conversation with me is Tatenda. And Tatenda is actually one of my really good friends. And this episode, I'm so excited for you to delve, like, straight into it. Let me just give you a little, like, intro into, like, what's that we talk about. So we're going to Tatenda tell us his story, like, migrating from Zimbabwe to the UK with his family. Everything that he kind of went through, the goods and the bad. You know, he was very authentic and very truthful. We went through his his relationship with education and the ups and downs with that. Going into courage, going into his his relationship with God, how he built that. Going into relationship with himself when it comes to... He even redefined balance, what balance means in life. Going into purpose, he spoke on purpose, clarity, and so many other things that is just really inspiring, educating, and encouraging to hear a young black man speak about. And I'm just ready for you guys to dive in. So without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. So guys, when it came to me thinking about who did I want to bring onto the podcast for the um, series, which is called The Conversation, I had a couple people in my head, but there's one person I always thought about every single time. I was like, that when it, when God does say it's time for you to start bringing people on, it's time to introduce something new to the podcast. This is somebody that had to be on. Like, there's no ways about it. If it's gonna be my first or one of the first, and to be honest, I'm so happy that he's literally one, basically my first my first guest on the podcast. And I am so delighted, so honored to have him here. Like, this one of my really really good friends, like a brother from another mother. I'm so happy to introduce. Mr. Tatenda Pasirai. Did I say it right? <laughs> the yeah, last you, you, you said it right. You said it right. It needs a bit of work, <laughs> right? Good. All right, that's <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. Thank you here. so much, T. Like, I call Tatenda T, so you better say T, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, T, for literally like, being on here with me today. I know, like, you know, we've been planning this for some time. There's times we've been planning last year. I was like, I want to bring people on. I want T to come on. Yeah. And somehow, like, something always happened where, like, it just wouldn't go right. And I'm like, okay, God said it's not the time yet. And when it is the time, everything will go smooth. And now today, what's today's date? Today is, like, what, the 13th or something yeah, like that? The 15th. Of, 15th of, oh, look at me. Wow. <laughs> two days, <laughs> two days behind. So 15th of April, so yeah, today's not the day that you can start bringing people on. I'm so grateful for that you're one of the first people that are going to come on. So I want to just start first asking you, like, how are you feeling today? Like, emotionally, mentally, how are you? I mean, yeah, I'm good. To, to be fair, like, that, that's always, like, a, a question that more recently I always kind of struggle answering because it's like, okay... Mm-hmm. Well, what else are you supposed to say? If that, if that yeah. But just, just, just in general, too. If I am good, do you know what I mean? That's, but, that's good. That's like, good. If you've got, if you've got like a mind like mine, you're always floating in between like different things mm-hmm. that you're feeling, that you're thinking. You know what I mean? But overall, yeah. generally, like life is good. So I can't really. Complain. That's good to hear. That's really good to hear. One thing I learned about myself recently is like that. 
I realized that I'm a very passionate person. So my yeah. mind, like, be jumping from here to here to here. And I found myself, like, concentrating on this. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. Let me just slow it down. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, and I start getting stressed out. Because I'm like, why do I have so many different ideas? I feel like I'm doing so many different things at the same time. It's like, yo, because it's just not slowing down. And then they can have, like, start getting you stressed out and everything. So that's something I've, I've kind of, like, learned myself to just, like, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Yeah. So... I want to get straight into the questions, okay? And just, like, get straight into the conversation. So, you say you're good. The next thing I want to kind of go into, like, this whole conversation, as we spoke about before, is a conversation about you, who you are. Like, I feel like you have so much to bring to the table, T. Like, there's so much. And I'm just so, again, I'm so, so happy, like, that you're basically, I'm, my, my podcast is basically the first podcast you're really kind of speaking on. And I feel like it's time for, like, the world to know who pretender is what he has like his 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 wisdom knowledge understandings of everything and all that you you are from the past to now to the future so the first thing i want to ask you as well is when it comes to i know like you know you've had quite quite a rocky like a rocky road when it comes to education okay i want to start with that education i met you in 2019 (laughs) through trading that long you frustrated me through Instagram. I remember my friends who tried at that time forced me to meet that Instagram because they're like, You need to go on social media. You're a fashion student. Go yeah. on social media. And I was like, Oh my God. But like, my friends posted my pictures and everything for me because I just wasn't with it. And I remember, I think it was like a couple weeks or a couple months after, I think it was like about two months after I started really kind of posted a couple pictures on the Instagram is when you prospected me. And I remember that time you was really like, you know, into just trading and like building a business on trading and everything. Okay. And from then to now, like you and you need doing something completely different. So what I want to ask is, first of all, what are you studying right now? And what has the journey been with education and just like you finding exactly what you want to do, your path, career wise and everything from like the age of like probably 16, like secondary school all the way to now. Just take us through that journey. Okay, to be fair, we need to add a bit of context to, okay, to, cool. to, to how we exactly we met, but I'll go into that, like, because, mm-hmm. yeah, my journey with, like, coming out of secondary school, and then up mm-hmm. until the point we met, it was actually 2020, I remembered it, because it was COVID times, yeah. and I remember at that time, social media was going off, so oh many God. different things, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that, mm-hmm. um, just from, okay, let's say from, like, I would say A-level, that's that's mm-hmm. probably where I can um, just kind of explain that, mm-hmm. like, just mm-hmm. explain my journey, um yep. so obviously I was I was in late A level. Obviously, most people who are from the UK will know what that is. Um mm-hmm. just like A levels, you pick your subjects and you know you're you're geared up to go to university, basically. Mm-hmm. That's like the path for everyone. Um yeah. and to be fair, I had a bit of a rocky like I've always to be fair, I've always kind of had a rocky relationship with education for some reason, like it just things haven't really gone my way since I left A level, starting to now, but at the time, I remember I was very, like, rewind, like, to when I was, like, 16, 17, like, first year of A-level, just left secondary school. Very unserious. <laughs> very, like, <laughs> very, like, as unserious of a candidate as you can imagine in your head. That was me, or probably was. So, yeah, very unserious, um, skipping skipping school. Um, and I used to be, have one of my boys. I don't want to say his name, but, yeah, I used to <laughs> one of my boys. I was literally my brother. I've known him for like 10 years like me and him would literally be like skipping college for fun basically oh my god um, you guys do bunk classes yeah like a, a level like first year <laughs> of a level it, it was peak to be fair i've always been someone who's pretty pretty intelligent so i, mm-hmm. I kind of got away with it up until oh. a levels when you kind of have to like okay you can't really rely on your intelligence like that you actually mm-hmm. put in a bit of work so 
first year of um a level starts now I'm, so this times i'm 17 yeah i would be like 17 years old yeah, yeah. so so oh, damn I'm, I'm literally like, trying to recollect so yeah subjects, <laughs> subjects that i study so psychology computer science and maths um and to be fair i could hang with the psychology because i was always pretty much like you know i was curious about a bunch of different things so psychology was kind of just like uh it was almost like for fun, like, okay, let me go to this class. We're learning about the brain. We'll learn about memory. We're learning about, um, like theory and stuff like that. Like philosophy. Yeah. Philosophy. That's probably the word. Like it had a bit, bits of philosophy there and there, um, with certain models that we were looking at. So that was kind of for fun. Computer science. Don't know why I even picked that, to be honest with you. That was just a lapse of judgment. Maths, to be fair, I've always been pretty decent at maths. So I picked that as well. So first year of A level, I got a B in psychology, which mm-hmm. decent. I, I didn't really have to work that hard. I, I just, I was very, it was very okay. intuitive for me. It came very, very intuitively. Okay. Maths and computer science, on the other hand, yeah, long. Because <laughs> with maths, you really have to put in a shift. For anyone who's ever done yeah. maths at A level, yeah, you, that you never know. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't even Hell need no. to explain. <laughs> I don't even need to explain that. So yeah, maths was very. Um, yeah, that was hard. First, first year of college, I got an E maths. E, it was yeah, it, it was it wasn't looking too good. Okay. And then for computer science, I'm trying to remember. So yeah, computer science, I got a U actually. Yeah, computer okay. science, I got a U. That was that was first year, and I remember just kind of being sat there like, whoa, <laughs> like yeah. I the need to really. Hit. Yeah, I need to because we had like official like official first year exams, and then they had like they had like their own separate exams to see if you could move into second year, if that makes sense. So they had the official exam, but that isn't what really dictated if you moved into second year. Like they had their own little side exams that dictated whether you move into second year. So I managed to make it, but then I had a conversation with my math teacher. It was like, yeah, if you, if you don't put in a shift, like we're going to kick you off the course. And obviously you can't be in A-level unless you're studying three things. So that would have either been, I'm doing another year or I'm going mm-hmm. to another college. And obviously, you know of African parents. Like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Like, what do you mean you're you're going to another? They, they were like, yo, you need to be on a straight path. So mm-hmm. that was kind of a wake-up call. So mm-hmm. during the summer of, um, I would like to say 2018, mm-hmm. during the summer of 2018, I really put in a shift. Because I remember after that conversation I had with my parents, it was, it was very much like, it was different. It wasn't like your typical African parent Mm-hmm. um you're not doing well this is that because I get all of that like that kind of always been the situation but I think that was the first time my parents kind of just really sat me down mm-hmm. and they spoke to me and they were kind of just like looking at me like yo listen like you're not a kid anymore like mm-hmm. what do you actually want in your life and it was the first time they kind of like they were so calm about it, it kind of I think that's why it hits so deeply because if had they been like you know kind of like shouting going off I, it probably would have just taken it for like oh here we go I just need to ride this out listen to them and then go back to whatever I'm doing but it was the first time they were kind of just like approach the conversation like I was actually an adult and they were asking me okay cool what do you want like because where you're going now, like, it, it doesn't really look good. I was partying at the time as well, skipping school. Like, it wasn't really the best look, if that makes sense. And obviously, my grades came back, and that's kind of, that was kind of a reality check. Mm-hmm. So during that summer, I remember um, I wasn't perfect, but, okay. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did put in a bit of a shift, to, to be fair. I did put in a bit of a shift. I was studying very hard. And at the time as well, that's when I, that's when I gave my life to Christ as well. Okay. I feel like that that's when 
that like everything that happened that time was it, mm-hmm. it kind of happened together if that makes sense like having that wake up porn obviously giving my life to Christ I was very like oh they were very correlated if, if that makes sense so that that was kind of like the the driving force for me to do better and then fast forward into second year now I ended up getting an A in maths where I got an E in first year I got a B in computer science and I got a B in psychology to be to be fair so I, I did put in a bit of a shift and I was very geared to like go to university I was like okay cool this is this is what I want to do. I wanted to even back then. So this 2019 now, I'm 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to do economics, economics and finance because I've been speaking to my math teacher. I kind of been doing a bit of my own research and see the pain potentials quite well. And it's just a very lucrative field in itself. So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I, I think I've got enough brains and enough intelligence and enough hard work to really excel at this. I can mm-hmm. do it very well. But obviously, as you like to know, life doesn't work the way you want it to work. Yeah, even though I got good grades, so it, even though I got good grades and stuff like that, it was very much um, life got into the way. Okay. And this is not something I've really explained. Only a few people who know mm-hmm. me, like on a personal level, I'm pretty. I've definitely explained it to you. But yeah. like, you know, it's like moving to a new country. It's not your country. Yeah. You have to deal with these people called the Home Office. So anyone who works at the Home mm-hmm. Office out there listening to me, you lot are ops, basically. So <laughs> I found out. So check this, yeah. So before I got my, before I, I did my exams for second mm-hmm. year, the exams that take me to university, I found out I couldn't go to university. Oh my God. Literally yeah, found out like that. a week, like one week, one week. Because obviously you're, you're applying for student finance, basically. So I got into the uni, I got in, but it was the student finance that they rejected. So they said I could I couldn't get it. It was something to do with um you know when you're applying they don't technically class you as um during the application period it could yeah. be like two weeks they don't class you as uh, a resident mm-hmm. you know what I mean? during that time mm-hmm. period you're applying. So I think there was a bit of a break in my what 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 was the rule again? I'm trying to remember. I think it was like you need to be a resident for three years consecutively. Yeah, you have to be like in the country for at least three years. Like proper everything, like, resident. Yeah, have, yeah, be a resident, have your residential yeah. card and everything before you can apply for uni, and they can also give you um, a student finance and everything. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So three years consecutively. So I'd been in the UK since two thousand eight. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So okay. it was literally that little break. So then they were like, "Yeah, you're gonna have to." They were like, "You're gonna have to wait." Oh. And I was like, "Damn!" And I'm sat there like going into my exams, thinking, "Wait, if I'm not getting in." What's like I'm I'm just thinking, okay, what's the point? Imagine I'm 18 right now. I'm just mm-hmm. there thinking, okay, I'm out here helping other people mm-hmm. with, with with the work they're doing for their exams. I'm out here trying to help myself. Like, and obviously I want to go uni, I want to make a name for myself, I want to make good yeah. money, like help my parents. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The situation for us at the time was very like was very tough. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously mm-hmm. my parents weren't even allowed to work at the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, life was very, very rough leading to that point. Um so yeah, I'm I'm at a point now. I was like, you know, I've worked really hard. Like I'm 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 trying to really pull this through. Like, and I find this out now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm really sat there. I'm thinking like, if only I'd found this out like before. Because in my head, I'd, I'd almost like low key given up. If that makes sense. So I find that out, and I remember at the time just like just sitting there praying, just like. But why? Like, do you, do you know what I mean? Are you asking yeah, about, like, like you, what, you literally start thing? questioning everything. I go, so you brought me this far to leave Honestly. me this here, you know? You're sad asking yourself, okay, what was mm-hmm. the point? So then, 
it was really, I think what held me through was just praying every day, you know. Mm-hmm. I really, like, I was really locked in because I was just confused. Like, that. that's all that could go through my head. I was very confused. My path had already been set out for me. And obviously, mm-hmm. we'd been struggling, like, family-wise, been struggling living in the UK for such a long time. I mm-hmm. thought, okay, this is my opportunity for that to kind of change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now I get to decide, like, I've put in enough work. And when I'm going to go to university, I'm going to really put in the work that I need to put in mm-hmm. to make sure, like, what was going to happen in my life after that point was in mm-hmm. my control. But yeah. now it's been taken out of my control again. Mm-hmm. And now I'm sat there like, okay, so so what now? But then, obviously, through God's grace, I managed to make it through. Did my exams, everything went well. Got good grades. It even got into the... <laughs> yeah, I remember I went, to summer school, I, met, I went to summer school. I met one of my really close friends now. Um, mm-hmm. One of the guys, really my close friends now. And I remember... He was so excited, <laughs> so excited that we got in. So obviously, I'm at, I'm at summer school now, and I'm sat there in the groups, and everyone's talking like, oh, yeah, September, um, we're moving here, we're going here, like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, you ain't going to believe this. Like, And obviously, at the time, I was embarrassed. Like, mm-hmm. people who were close to me, friends, they didn't know. Only my family knew. I was very embarrassed because it was just like, how do I even explain this in a way that makes sense? Yeah. Because I'd been telling everyone, okay, cool. This is like what I'm trying to do. I'm an academic now. I went from unserious candidate to an academic. academic. Even that, even that's not doing well. So it was very much, um, yeah, just, just a lot of shame really. Um, and I, can't, I kind of hid, to be fair. I was confused. I hid. Mm-hmm. And I, I just became a little bit bitter, to, to be honest. I, I, I definitely felt like I became quite bitter, maybe towards okay. life itself. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that really kind of affected my my faith if that makes sense because yes it it wasn't it wasn't making sense to me and it wasn't even like that's what I intended to happen it was I was Mm -hmm. I was confused like angry mostly to be fair so that that was kind of that journey um moving out moving out of um secondary school into a level into uni so fast forward now Mm -hmm. I managed I managed to start uni 2022 that's when he said okay cool yeah. I remember we was on the phone. <laughs> now, so yeah. we, we was on the phone talking about something because we having our, our little like monthly catch ups and stuff. And I remember yeah. he was like, I can see her. AK, I just got an email and I was like, well, yeah, I'm like, thinking, yeah, happened, finally. Like that day was just so amazing. Because if you know yeah. if you know your friend's story and you know like what they've gone through, the ups and downs and everything to get to where they want to be, and you hear that. You like and my eyes were tear because I'm like, oh my god, finally, yeah. finally, and I was so so happy. And one thing I like hearing your story, I feel like sometimes the plans that we make for ourselves and how most of the times like we want our life to go and how we plan things out. Sometimes when I say God laughs, it really is true. Yeah. Sometimes God really does laugh, and it's not a thing of like you know He's looking down on you, thinking oh you're not gonna get anywhere, but it's a thing of like He's gonna take you somewhere. And one thing I'll say is like that. Even though everything you plan for yourself within that, you know, one year, like, you know, got serious, took your faith serious, decided to, like, get your head into the game and, like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do, do everything I can to get wherever it is I want to get to. And then lastly, you feel like you just, you were just slapped onto the floor. That is yeah. a, that is a, a sector that really can test your faith and kind of, like, make you kind of really backtrack. Does. And, you know, living <laughs> really in the does. UK... Living in the UK, one of the biggest things like that, you know, a lot of even African parents are kind of worried about all the time, and just black parents in general, because Caribbean parents are also like, you know, worried about these things as well, is that 
most of the time for like black men and the black boys in this country when they feel kind of confused in life or like maybe things are just not always the way they want it to go sometimes even like things can be right but maybe just friends and stuff they can go into like a whole different sector of like living when it comes to gang life when it comes to selling drugs doing certain things that they feel like it makes them feel money enough to take off their family to you know feel good about themselves did you ever in any kind of way ever in, through that state ever thought let me just go the other way because i don't think you know trusting in god really is helping me right now oh no i did <laughs> like, hey, yeah, talk about it. Talk about no, it. I think, um, yeah, and then this is to be fair, I can just be as real and as honest as possible. Like, yeah, I feel like the reason why, maybe not, let's say, like gangs and stuff like mm-hmm. that, like mm-hmm. in getting into violence and mm-hmm. like fraud or anything like that, mm-hmm. I didn't get into that. It's just because of environment. If that makes mm-hmm. sense, I'm in the northeast, right? And, it, yeah. and if you've ever been to the northeast, the northeast is very quiet. Like, I'm yeah, London from, is a different jungle. <laughs> yeah, no, London's a very different place. So I'm not yeah. like I don't even condemn those people because it's like people come from a place of like, okay, oh, but why did you get into that? I'm like, listen, you're good because you're talking from all the way up here. Like, you don't yeah. even see that stuff. For me, this is all I've got. Mm-hmm. Like, this is all I've got in front of me because it's like you're dealing with someone who's angry with life as it is. Mm-hmm. And now you're kind of minimizing their experience mm. just because your situation is good for you at the time. You're minimizing that person's experience by talking out of, out of pocket. Do you know what I mean? You're not yeah. even in that person's situation. You want to talk. So that even fuels to their anger even more. So so I get it. But yeah, to be fair, I, I did. Like, I, w- I would say definitely. Um, But if you're based in the Northeast, it happened in different ways. So like, mm. stuff like partying, like partying, okay. drinking. Like, I, I remember when I was 18 at that time, um, as soon as A-levels finished, Obviously, now it's like, okay, you're not going to uni. What are you doing now? Time to get a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now he's just yeah. looking at himself like, okay, cool. My might as well get a job. Let's see what's going on. I remember at the time I got like, a factory job. Mm-hmm. And I'd never really touched money up until that point. <laughs> to okay. be fair, like, I'd never, like, I hadn't, to be fair. So I just started mm-hmm. working. And you can imagine, I'm just not where I know I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Working in a factory. Not that I was looking down on it, but it's just like, I'm it's not, not what you, it's I'm not what you not, want yeah, to like, do. It's not a plan you had for your life, like, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just sat there, like, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. Did you know what I mean? And what the yeah, craziest I, thing I, is, I yeah, the craziest thing is, I would meet people at work. I would talk to them, like, because if you're working in a factory, like, you're there at home, like, overnight, I'd be doing night shifts. So, like, I'm working at a factory. I'm talking to people, like, throughout the whole night. And we're having conversations and they're like, oh, how old are you? I'm like, oh, I'm 18. And they're like, oh, did you, did you do A-levels? I'm like, yeah. They're like, what did you get? And I'm like, oh, I got an A. I got this. I got an A in maths. And like, you got an A in maths? So like, what are you doing here? And I'm thinking, exactly. I'm like, that's exactly my point. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So they're kind of yeah. just reaffirming what I already feel. And mm-hmm. that doesn't even make me feel any better. It makes me even more confused because I'm like, okay, I know I'm not supposed to be here. They know I'm not supposed to be here. What am I doing here? Mm-hmm. and I mean at the time I really did kind of just find myself like almost like spiraling um to be fair I still somewhat had my faith but I think I was just it was more just embarrassment to be fair yeah. like, I didn't even want to face people you know you're telling people for all these big dreams you've got this path set out for you and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm someone who's very vocal so obviously mm-hmm. I, I made it be known not not even not even to brag or anything like that, but it's like, I made it be known because I'm like, this is what, what I want to do. Yeah, like, this is what I'm doing. And 
did I believe I could do it one 1,000%? I didn't have a shadow of a doubt, to be fair. So yeah. it, it was tough. And I remember just like drinking became a very, <laughs> a very, very bad habit. I remember at the time, um, even me and some of my close friends, like, I found myself drinking all the time. Like, wow. that's, that's what was there. That's like a coping mechanism. Yeah, it, it's honestly what, what was there. And if I'm honest with myself, at that mm-hmm. time, I read there was no, um, there was no sense of direction anymore. Okay. If that makes sense. Because everything I had tried, because mm-hmm. I, because in my head I'm like, I've tried the faith thing, mm-hmm. that didn't work. <laughs> so, so, I'm yeah. just like, so you're kind of just sat there like, what's the point? It's not even that you don't want to move forward. You're kind of just sat there like, okay, I've tried this and it didn't work. Well, obviously, for my looking backwards now, obviously, yeah, that was. I can't even say it was a dumb thing to do because I didn't really know any better. I didn't mm-hmm. really have anyone telling me different. Maybe mm-hmm. I wasn't even talking about it. That's what's well. gonna ask. I was gonna ask, like, did you even open up to anybody about it? Like, no. stuff? yeah. Not, not, not a single bit. I just, I just found myself in the middle of a, of a situation, mm-hmm. and I was dealing with it the. I was going to say the best way I knew how, but really and truly, I didn't know how to deal with it. So life was kind of just like taking me. Yeah, it is basically the best way you knew how at that time. It's like, imagine like you're you're, you're 18, 19, right? So I just say, isn't it? Yeah, 18 also. Yeah, you're 18. And like, imagine like you're 18 year old. Like people that have been 50 sometimes feel confused at life and then they still go through certain things and they have really bad, toxic um, coping mechanism. Imagine an 18-year-old where you think, you know, you've gone through all of this, you put, you know, you put the work in for this, you've taken your faith seriously, all of that stuff. And at the end, is you just for slaps. Like, at that point, all you want to then just do is just do whatever makes you feel good at that moment. Because everything else that you're trying to do to, to bear yourself didn't work. So it's like, fuck it. Like, okay, if that's not going to work, then I'm just going to do whatever. Whatever I see around me, that's what I'm going to get into. Yeah. And again, and with like add, things like well, drinking and stuff, it makes you feel kind of confident. It gives you this boost that you wouldn't have if you're dealing with life like face-to-face with like, you know, being sober. Yeah. You know? Do you yeah. know, it wasn't even the boost, you know? I think it was the opposite, you know? I think really? it was just... Yeah, because like part mm-hmm. of it, like I remember I was speaking to one of my friends about this actually. Um, and I think, because to be fair, he was going through something quite similar at the time not a similar mm-hmm. situation but he was down at, at that time as well he was going through something of his own i remember me and him became very close and mm-hmm. a big thing that we would do at the time is like we would go places together we'd drink and we'd have like obviously i didn't drive at the time neither did he so it's like we would be like getting bus journeys like train journeys and most of the time we'd be started having some deep conversations and it's like mm-hmm. we gelled over that and a big part of us linking up was drinking it it wasn't even to almost give us a boost mm-hmm. it almost was like you know when you're down you almost want to feel even more down yeah when people are sad and they start playing sad more sad music yeah, you want to even exactly, <laughs> yeah I, I, that, I get was, it. that was another one as well and i can just be as authentic as possible like mm-hmm. a big part of us was listening to like we had this thing we we used to call it sad sad. I don't know. Can I use sad the music? Word? The the n word like yeah, sad nigga shit. The sad nigga hours like that's sad what nigga we hours. Call it. <laughs> yeah, and I remember like we, we'd be sipping and stuff like that, and we having some deep ass conversations, and it was just like okay, we actually were just kind of like we we found some kind of um <laughs> some sort of peace and feeling down it was it was yeah. so it was so weird because i wouldn't even say well it was almost like we're trying to get out of it like it was almost like we wanted to feel justified yeah that's what why, I mean, why justified. we were in it if that makes sense and just to even add context to this as well it's like 
because another thing as well is because um like I'd mentioned before, like, yeah, my family was really struggling at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, more, it's, it's something I never really talk about because mm-hmm. it's like, it's almost like when you talk about something, you're almost forced to relive it. But mm-hmm. I remember, like, from, like, 2013 onwards. So I came to the UK 2008. And from 2008 up until 2013, like, we had a five-year visa. Mm-hmm. So after the five years, our plan was to go back. So we oh, weren't even okay. supposed to stay after 2013. But... Mm-hmm. Obviously, situations change, and my dad did finish his um, PhD as well, and we were all his dependents and stuff yeah. like that. So when his PhD finished, it was like, okay, either we renew or we go back. And obviously, at the time, my parents looking at, like, we already, we live here now. This is our way, like, this is, like, well, what's the point of going back? Yeah. And in Zim, bear in mind, like, in Zimbabwe, that's where I'm from. Like, mm-hmm. we were living nice. We were actually living nice um, mm-hmm. in Zim. So... That was a decision to obviously stay. But then it's like from 2013 onward, mm-hmm. it was complete calamity because like, very, very sick. And I'm talking like operations, like multiple oh. operations. So she couldn't work. And obviously, I don't know if it's still a rule now. Mm-hmm. But back then, the rule was if you're applying for your visa and stuff and you still haven't got your status, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to work. Mm. So imagine my mom is not working because she's sick. My dad's not working my sisters can't work yeah or still expected to pay like <clears throat> home office applications are crazy yeah. like you're expected to pay like a grand or 1.5k for each person like it's not even for one like for the collectives like each person and yeah <laughs> you can just imagine that like my dad's and- after like six because it's like four of us have like, four kids and obviously two of them so it's like six people he's not allowed yeah. to work my mom's not working my sisters can't work either so it was it was really tough like and That's and as well it was the the rejections like so mm-hmm. you you could apply for it but you it could get denied and that was happening mm-hmm. consistently so my life up until that point and I was actually thinking about it like a minute ago like my life up until that point from 2013 up until maybe 2019 when I was feeling mm-hmm. like that it wasn't just like I woke like I didn't get into uni and I'm just down mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's like okay mm-hmm my life has been complete hell through all of that time mm. and now at the time where i thought there's a bit like there's a bit of like you know sunshine a bit of leap at the end, where at the end of the tunnel. I, I leave this you know as a happy one yeah at the end of the tunnel there's just a bit like just yeah. a small bit of light like anything it could even be like a little flashlight <laughs> anything yeah, you know, you're like i'm almost big. there so i'm thinking okay things are good now and then you get that and it's like bro it's like come it's like, on i can't it's like, i just can't leave this darkness like there's not gonna be any light oh, on my, yeah. at the end of my channel i just will keep running through this shit yeah that that's i think that's that's where that's where the almost the, the reluctance like mm-hmm. from from mine the reluctance to be optimistic mm-hmm. that's when that really kicked it been optimistic i've tried this you know what i mean and up until that time we've been in churches you know like we've been i've been hearing about the faith and stuff like been yeah stuff like that and this is believers when it's like you can still be going places and you can still be about your faith but then some things will happen mm-hmm. that don't make sense to you at the time that's true especially when you're young like when you're a young believer especially when you haven't been tested it mm-hmm. is it can be very hard so that's why you need to really be rooted for the right reasons like mm-hmm. are you are you about your faith because of mm-hmm. what you think it can get 
Mm-hmm. You're really into it because of what you understand and what you believe about mm. it. And I would say back then, whether I'd, I would have liked to admit it, but if someone had posed me to this, posed this question to me out then, whether, whether I would have liked to admit it or not, mm-hmm. I really do think my faith was based on what I could get, not what I understand about purpose, about actually loving God and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was more based on, okay, I'm doing this so I can get to an expected end. Yeah. And that's one thing that, Thank you very much for bringing. Um, just first, of all, I just want to say thank you so much for being so authentic and so real, and not holding anything back, and just like spilling your whole truth, your whole life, and everything. Because <laughs> trust me, like Boring. this, this, this story they just gave is a story of a lot of ad- other black people within the UK that's yeah. migrated from like you know African background or like a Caribbean you know background, and they come to the UK for like greener pastures, and then they had all these things planned out, and then it's just like catastrophe after catastrophe. <laughs> mayhem after I, I don't wanna. And yeah, and now you come yeah, back yeah, like, yeah, like really damn, like being through that. But at that moment, like it's so many things. And even like my like my my dad, right? He moved from the U from Ghana to the UK. Yeah. His family didn't even know he was really traveling. He just called my auntie when he goes to the airport and said, Yes, yeah, I'm basically at the Heathrow airport, come and get me. My yeah. like, how did you even get to the UK? And this <laughs> man basically just took this risk. Instead of him like going to uni, because he's not going to uni, right? Instead of him going to uni, he left it came to uk that's my mom my mom just had me like i was literally like fresh born baby and he left so he came here for all of this and, stuff. and even for him it wasn't easy like it was so much and that's what i'm saying like my story my dad's story my story is different from yours but there's so many other people's stories just like yours and i'm just so happy that you said it because you've gone through all that anybody who's going through this right now or maybe has been through before or isn't even about to go through it can look and be like okay this, it's not just me like other people have gone through it and if somebody else can make it through that means i can too and i'm glad that you brought the whole believer thing into and it's like your relationship with god and stuff and the fact that you know a lot of people go to like you know church or the mosque or whatever they believe in or they, believing in god in general because of what they've been told by their parents because of what the pastor has said or because you know if you don't do it you go to hell if you don't do it then you, god doesn't god will love you if you don't do it that means you you, you know all these kind of yeah. they're most based on faith more than just like creating a genuine relationship with God and finding like what it is about God and you know the idea religion that they love and they are so embedded into it is more based around fear. And like for you, you realize at that moment, like, nah, all of this is pretty much just me doing it just so that I can like, you know, for like if I if I act good, if I believe in God, if I read my Bible and everything, that means everything's good perfect for me. And I think God said to you right there, like, nah, babes, you know. <laughs> just because yeah. you and you know what's crazy. At no. that time, I would definitely say, um, <clears throat> just kind of looking back at it, like at that time mm-hmm. I would definitely say I was very convicted you know um mm. I don't know if the if, if that's the same for you mm-hmm. you really get introduced to, to God and stuff like you're mm-hmm. very wide-eyed like you have a yes. certain type of ex- like just exuberance and obviously I was young mm-hmm. as well like I was completely wide-eyed convicted praying like five times a day fasting like three times three times a week like all of Mm -hmm. that stuff and I felt like that that's what qualified me Mm -hmm. does that make sense like if if I'm doing all of this surely I should get nothing nothing can happen like nothing can happen and I would and and I know I've heard other people's stories um especially when you're dealing with like like church and stuff like that's Mm -hmm. a very touchy subject I know for other people it was Mm -hmm. more rooted like in fear yes for me personally I, w- I wouldn't even say fear as of such mm-hmm. mine was very much rooted in like i'm like i need some kind of savior 
if that makes mm, sense. Like, okay, so it, it speak about it. Very, it was very much like that because obviously, like I said to you, at the time when I did find Christ, like 2018, mm-hmm. um, same time I, I said I'd had that conversation with my parents and obviously things weren't really going well. Like I got introduced to the faith Mm-hmm. at a time where I needed it the most mm-hmm. I almost felt like okay I found this so this is my this is what saved me you know what I mean it did like it really really mm-hmm. did but I I think the way I took that mm-hmm. was like okay cool now that I've got this surely nothing else wrong can happen mm-hmm. like I can't like no how, how do I say it no hardship can fall on me again okay like, I'm good now you know, I mean, I've I've had my time. Think things are rough. I found this now. I found my belief. Found mm-hmm. my faith. Okay, I'm all good now. Every, every everything up from now on, and that was kind of like the reason it felt like a slap in the face. Was like everything I had based my belief on mm-hmm. literally crumbled because the foundation wasn't right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't rooted in in love, mm-hmm. love for God actually loving it was all a transactional like, love in, in what i could what i could do how much i could perform mm-hmm. and that's what was going to deliver me from any kind of hardship yeah it's very transactional me. yeah very transactional yeah and obviously when when something real hits you because mm-hmm. like, that was something that's very real i can't like that that mm-hmm. was very loud very um would I say traumatic borderline to be yeah, fair? It's it's borderline traumatic because it's like bro imagine like a week before your exams come on I was thinking the time you could have I could have at least found this out like three weeks after yeah and I'm 18 at the time maybe now I can talk about it because I've been I've had more experience I'm growing mm-hmm. now I'm 22 I can mm-hmm. be like oh something like that happened to me mm-hmm. I'd be like okay fair enough let me look yeah. for a student but when you're 18 and that's all you know yeah that's very that's very like damn like so, so what am I doing now like what's my future and obviously, they didn't even specify a time where this could happen to me because we were still going through that whole visa situation. So I don't even know if I'm going to be in a country in, two, yeah. in a year's time. So I, yeah. I didn't even know. So it, it, it was very, it was very, very difficult. Um, but yeah, the, the foundation just, just wasn't right. It, it really wasn't. So when I got a hit, and this is just a word to out there for, for other people as well. Like mm-hmm. when your foundation isn't right, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to your belief like if your foundation like if the thing that's holding so foundation is what's hold, what holds everything like your foundation is the thing that's not seen but it's holding the entire structure if that's not right anytime when something real hits you it could be god forbid like a death in a family yeah something something happens you lose yeah. you lose your job like you lose yeah. your money become bankrupt anything you go through breakup whatever you go through a divorce like if the foundation isn't right, mm-hmm. everything it'll crumble because it, it's built. It's built on something that's very fragile and, like you said, transactional. Mm-hmm. And something that's transa- transactional isn't built to stand. No, it's only built to stand when things are going well. Yeah. If we're to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. As long as things are going right and everything's in its place, then I'm good. Yeah. But what if things aren't right? Now mm-hmm. what? Now, it was almost like, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that was very much the confusion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, anyone who's really rooted in their belief, like, make sure your foundation is right. And that, all starts, that all starts from your heart, really and truly. Because out of your heart, everything flows like, from your life. Like, yes. It all starts in the heart. Wherever your heart is, mm-hmm. that's what's going to hold you through. Oh, what anytime, is you saying you Oh, this is amazing. Thank you so much again, T. Like, you just dropped so much gems for anybody who's listening. 
either you know they, they, they can relate to your story or either they can't relate because they're going through something different there's definitely things that they can pick up to help them through their own life as well and thank yeah. you very much for being authentic and being real and not being scared to share that because you have no idea how many people will help today tomorrow and the next couple of years to come who will listen to this <laughs> and when you say like like your relationship with God and everything. And also the fact that most of the time we, we look at God as an, oh, what can you do for me? If you can do this for me, that means then I can also love you and serve you, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of like, that's kind of the main kind of image that's portrayed about God that, you know, God will love you da, 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 if you do right. Yeah. And when you go on a journey of like with yourself and you just like try to, you either try, either you're trying, to be honest, we are still trying to build that relationship. It's not perfect still for me. It's not perfect. Mm-hmm. We're trying to build that relationship with, with, with your creator and trying to understand him and trying to understand like, how can I, you know, be more of a servant than just trying to, you know, get something back all the time. You start to look at a lot of things different. Like for me right now, like I've had moments where certain things were coming to my life and the way I planned it is not how I expected it to go. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, yo, I planned this shit out. <laughs> I really felt like I'm getting somewhere finally. And then boom, like your whole world blows up and you're just back to square one. You're like, what is going on? So point something can really mess up your mental health and like, even your relationship with yourself and with God. And I can definitely say for myself, like, this year, like when I, I went to Ghana, right? I went to Ghana, I had a job, everything was calm. I came back, just crazy things that happened with the job and after that I had to leave. And I was like, wait a minute, I went into this job. I've gone through school, everything to get this job right. And you're telling me that this wasn't the right one? Yeah. Because everything is telling me right now that it's clearly not the right one. And you're t- what? We have a life. I have bills to pay. <laughs> no, I so deep. Yeah, like I have things to do. I have bills to pay. I'm thinking like I'm finally getting somewhere. Yeah. I can build this career and also like take my podcast seriously and do certain things, you know, and feel like invest into my my future with like the money that I'm making is like I'm back to square one. I what? And I, this year, I can definitely say for myself was like the year that I really realized that yo, I've I've learned to give more gratitude within through my um my mayhems the the times when things are not good. Yeah. I give more gratitude now. That's the times I even say thank you the more. Because I've learned, we've experienced that. The times that, you know, everything is going so bad and you think you're feeling so down, mentally, emotion, everything. Those are the times that God really tests you. Yeah. And most of the times, right, that we, we plan our own lives. Like, we know the things we want to do. We have this. We have these plans and everything. But most of the time, God doesn't always want those things for you. And one thing I also learned is, like, sometimes God will allow you to get the things that, you, you, that you've been wanting. He will put you there, put you in those rooms, put you in those people, get you into there just so that you can learn something and then take you out. That's what I, that's what I believe happened to me when it comes to my, my, my job like last year. Mm-hmm. I feel like he just put me in that because the things I learned in that place, I can now take and do so much with it. But in the moment when I was going through all of the, you know, the crying and confusion, I was looking at like, why, why, why? I had to take myself from the why, why, why stage and complain and complaining and look at it like, God, why are you trying to teach me here? What, what do you want me to do? Like, what, what are you trying to teach me? And once you put yourself into that, instead of just complaining and complaining and, you know, condemning God and everything, you start to really see everything clearly. Like, yo, I see what you're trying to do now. I see why you put me there. And I see where you're trying to take me. Just take me now. Yeah. And now, like, literally, when I tell you, T, anytime I hear bad news or something doesn't go well with me, or, like, my, the way I want something to go, it doesn't go well, I give more gratitude than anything. And I'm yeah. genuinely giving that gratitude. Not just doing it because I want something from God. No. I genuinely give gratitude because I'm like, I know that that thing was not meant for me. And I know that wherever it is that he wants me to go, he's taking me. That is going to be patient. And with your story and everything, like, it kind of, 
when you're talking, I just think about my own life and like certain things. And it's very funny how like we're all different people. We go through different things. Like you, I'm a woman. You're you're a male. But yeah. all of our lives is really quite intertwined. And that's why I always say to people that, you know, we're all different people, come from different backgrounds and everything. But trust me, our lives are more intertwined and more similar than we can ever think. And I, I, yeah, I'm sure somebody else is listening to this one and be like, yo, I, I can relate to everything you're saying right now. But yeah. thank you so much for that. And I want us to move on to the next part, right? So like right now, what are you doing in school? And I also want to know like, you know, with that, right now in your life like how are you balancing everything out like with work like with school when it comes to friends when it comes to your mental health emotions everything that that's an interesting question mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> I, I would definitely say that right now um it's, it's crazy because like that that word balance like i've been mm-hmm. asked about it so many times and mm-hmm. I've, i listened to one thing before actually mm-hmm. let me let me right like, i listened to something before mm-hmm. I'm thinking we might have just been like a YouTube clip or something. Okay. Where I was like, you've never truly achieved balance. Mm. That's what. And I'm because we we like to think of balance as like, okay, each part of your day is portioned out to a certain yeah. task, and you're you're doing it like, okay, after this one's over, time's ticking, time to do the next one, and mm-hmm. we look at balance like you're juggling five different plates at the same time. Mm-hmm. But that like. I don't think you can really achieve a certain like I don't really think you can achieve balance if that if that makes sense. So it's like you can I would say it works in terms of priorities. Okay. Like, like I think it really like in some seasons you prioritize other things mm-hmm. over others. So it's like yeah. it's, it's a very seasonal thing. So right now I'm in university. So mm-hmm. right now I'm prioritizing, okay, I've got exams coming up soon. That's my priority. Mm-hmm. But when my exams are over, I'm not gonna be balancing uni work i like the way you just explained if balancing is even a thing like Mm -hmm. it's just that uni won't be a priority anymore and i can put that to the side so i would definitely say um don't achieve don't try and achieve balance Mm -hmm. try and set out priorities Mm -hmm. like at any given moment in time um that's why there's different seasons yeah you you know i mean like when you're in summer there's no snow yeah when you're in winter there's no sun there's no flowers mm-hmm. like, there's there's a season for everything so if i got balance well mm-hmm. some may say that <laughs> you know some yeah. people say that but from <laughs> my point of view it's like okay i've got i've got i'm in a certain season mm-hmm. and in that season i've got a certain amount of priorities so right now i'm obviously studying um economics and finance mm-hmm. i've got my exams coming up soon yeah you know, i'm putting in the work of that like mm-hmm. really, really trying to just get that over the line um, yeah. So obviously I'm I'm in first year now because I started <laughs> last last September. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get that over the line. And in terms of just like looking for like internships, stuff like that during the summer, mm-hmm. just work grind, um, you know that kind of stuff. I'm in a relationship as well, so obviously that takes a certain level of priority. The relationship with my friend, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. So obviously that, that takes a certain amount of. <laughs> so i had to throw that one in there but yeah like that takes a certain amount of um attention time, time yeah. and attention as well um so yeah uni see working that's the priority right now relationship priority as well and mm-hmm. just kind of just like planning planning for my future really I like um, that. and that and that that's something that i would say right now i, I wouldn't really say i'm balancing mm-hmm. but i would say that's the priority right now mm-hmm. because things could change you know that's I mean? true. At any moment, you could be, let's say, out of a job. And that's that, true. 
Because I was even, um, even when we were talking previously, when we were talking about plans and stuff, it's like, even if whatever you've got going on right now, like, mm-hmm. even within Pro- I think it's Proverbs 19, mm-hmm. um, it says that many of the plans in a man's heart are yeah, yeah, God's yeah. Plans always prevail. And that's to let you know that you could have plans. <laughs> you could have things that you've got. Literally, I think now. life teaches you that after a while, like, all your plans, God just laughs at it. Like, you really you Because it's like, well, whatever it is that he's got, coming for you mm-hmm. is like pulling you closer if that makes yeah, sense like exactly. it's, pre, it's predestined if that yes. makes sense and one of the yes. biggest things that um i have been learning in this season it's almost it almost feels like some kind of like it feels like an assignment to to be mm. fair to even talk we about said it. this before yeah we talked about yeah this before. i remember speaking to you about it like last mm-hmm. week and i was saying that it's just something that's been on my heart it's just about purpose like mm-hmm. understanding the intent because Oh yeah, this 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 is crazy. It was blowing my mind. Take <laughs> like, it, yeah. go. Take it and run with it. Listening, I was listening to something, right? Because I always like I'm always listening, like I'm always taking in knowledge. And he was saying that um the biggest distraction for people is good things. And I was sat there like, wait, what? And I'm thinking that that doesn't really make any sense. And then the person who kept on explaining was like, okay, if a bad thing presented itself to you, not dumb enough to fall for it but we are distracted by a bunch of good things mm. like you can be distracted by so many good things whether it's social media going out with friends mm-hmm. getting involved with some kind of business that you skills potential for mm-hmm. you could be distracted by a lot of good things but they're not the right thing for you and I feel like that is something that I really need to touch on because you always need to keep an idea of what is, where am I going? Mm-hmm. And when you know where you're, when you know where you're going or where you're starting to kind of learn where you're going, you immediately know what's not going to be good for you. So it's, it, it's from, um, in terms of elimination, mm-hmm. like you eliminate all the things that are not going to, that aren't helping you get to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. That's where, the, where I go back to the priority thing. Mm-hmm. It's, like, okay, it's not about balance. Like you're not juggling all of these bunch of, bunch of plates. Like mm-hmm. you've got, and life is really not as, it's hard, but it's not as complicated as people make it sound. Mm-hmm. That's like, very true. You are here for a specific purpose. Yeah. And you need to figure out what that is. Yeah. If you don't, you would distract yourself with a lot of good things. Like, yeah. remember, I go back to the good things bit. Like, yeah. you distract yourself with a load of good things, but they're not the right thing for you because mm-hmm. the right thing for you is all rooted in your purpose. That's and that's what that, that scripture really, go, what it says to me, all the stuff that I've researched and that I've learned, it's like, you have so many different plans because it deep it says that many of the plans of a man's heart that means there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you're thinking about oh i could be doing this i could be dancing i could be singing i could be doing whatever but the lord's purpose will prevail and purpose means singular one thing even when you listen to these success this is not even just theory by the way listen Mm -hmm. to these these interviews these successful people yeah these motivational speakers and people that you know that are really successful even though after a while they become multifaceted like yeah. they now invest, they now get into different avenues. Yes. But the thing that brought them into prominence was one thing. thing. Think of like, let's say Michael Jordan, for example, basketball. That's yeah. it. Everything yeah. else yeah. built from yeah. that. So yeah. It's like you set the foundation for your life with your purpose, which is one thing. So it's like when you're young, you really need to keep your eye on the balls. Like, okay, what's that one thing for me that's going to produce many fruit? Mm-hmm. 
Because you don't start off with a fruit, you start off with one seed. Yeah. Not, not 50 of them. There's Beak, one seed, like, oh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. That's what I'm saying. This Love year, it, I've really been, this year, I've really been like, I've had my eye on that. If that makes sense, this is one. Yeah. This is the year where it's really just been something like purpose, purpose. Like, yeah. it's, it's been ringing in my head, and I've been listening to things, reading, um, and I'm really that's really something I want to dive deep into because I feel like that's something that's been like a message that's been laid on my heart. Mm-hmm. And what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were saying sorry. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, like, I could, literally I could go you said, on, yeah, yeah. exactly the same for me. That's why I'm like, strange, <laughs> because it's the same thing for me. And this year, like, when you, say, when you say balancing, the way you explain balance right now, it makes so much sense to me. And even looking at my own life right now, right, everything is priorities for me. There's sense I just don't indulge myself in. The center I just wouldn't put my time into. Like for me right now, good things, Mm -hmm. and we need to go back to because when people say like, "Oh, you couldn't put," it doesn't mean that's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean it's a bad thing whatsoever. It could Mm -hmm. actually be good things, like people constantly calling you, be like, "Oh, let's go here, let's go there." there." That's a good thing. Mm -hmm. But right now, is it the priority? Exactly. Many times, no, it's not. I love that tea. I really do. And like we spoke about it before. But literally, everything you're saying right now, like, exactly how, where I am right now in my life as well, like, priorities. And when you talk about purpose, I have the same thing, like, I think everything I went through at the end of last year with my job and then leaving and then having to think about, like, what do I really... I had to, like, the past three months has been a month of, like, really thinking out what do you really want and what do you... Th- where do you think God is really trying to take you? And, like, really just embed, your, embed yourself into that. Don't yeah. try and think of this and that and that and trying to take, oh, I can do this right now, I can do this, I can do that. No. Like, what is that one thing? And put your all into that and just also pray that God also direction gives you all the ideas to continue for it to be more fruitful. And that's what I've been doing. And, I, and I, I said this to you before, even bringing people onto the podcast now, like, I was something I was trying to do last year and after then it just it never went right. Never It never happened because yeah. something was happening. I'm like, okay, it's not time yet. Yeah. And this year it's happened. And one thing I, I said to myself and I, I want some of my, my prayers and my meditation I've been doing is, God, you know what's on my heart. Like I personally believe my purpose is to speak and not just in the sake of just speaking for speaking's sake, but yeah. with my speaking is to encourage, to inspire and to educate people and in like whatever sector you want to take me in. And with that, you've allowed me to start this podcast that hasn't even been a journey for me with with this and even coming to my confidence with it and everything i know that this is where you want to take me and with this a lot of other doors will open for me please help me to like prioritize more and not to you know look at it like it's something small and i can do other things now like i'm going to take it very i literally said to us i want to take this thing very seriously this thing i'm really going to put everything i have into it and through that please help me and give me the right ideas and show me the steps and the next steps to take to like make it bigger to make it more more fruitful more you know like people can get more out of it and through the month of march is when you know the whole thing happened was like nah, yeah it's time for you to bring people on now this is the next step yeah. for this podcast and the more like you know you start to see things that you have to get those kind of ideas and really know that these ideas are not just coming from my head they're coming from a higher power from a source that's bigger than me that i've been praying to you realize like yeah this is the purpose and anything else that will distract me from it or like, you know, slow me down from it. I am not doing it. And like you said, with balance, it's not about, you know, doing this a bit and then doing that in a bit and t- take, you know, splitting your whole day into eight different it hours. Does, it and doesn't stuff. work. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work I know, like you know, it's crazy. I've tried it and I'm sure yeah. we've all tried it. We've all drawn up like a to-do schedule for the week. Mm-hmm. For a month. Oh yeah. Like you're trying yeah. to juggle all these 50 different things. Yes. And it's like, but you're not growing or you're yeah. not. Mastering. It's just people like to run around in hurdles, like just yeah. run around in circles, literally. 
and like i'm i'm so i'm so happy you brought it up and you said exactly how you did because it makes so much sense and i hope that whoever's listening to this right everybody's listening you can take this part and really like you know look into your life and look at like am i just ba- trying to balance everything out am i trying to do like 25 things at the same time trying to you know feel organized or am i really prioritizing am i really like getting embedded into my purpose and figuring that out yeah. and like you know just like to sit down and think about your own life because literally that is where i am right now and even when it comes to jobs and stuff right now when it comes to making money and so many different aspects of our lives that is also equally very important i don't allow anything that will like you know pull me away from what my normal purpose is yeah if it's a job and it's not gonna it's gonna take too much of my time no i'm not doing it like this is where i am right now that's my boyfriend is all the time like babe this job i'm doing right now if i'm not doing this job if it's gonna t- literally like you know take too much of my time it's gonna stress me out give me mental breakdowns it's not gonna allow me to you know be able to point my podcast and do the things i know that i am here to do because this job is just to make money it's not here i'm not doing this forever yeah. if it's gonna take away from any t- more of my time i'm not doing i'm gonna leave yeah. So even having that kind of mindset and being able to like have know that it allows you to navigate navigate like more smartly and really you know do like put things in place and do things that only will contribute to that main purpose. Yeah, and it's a beautiful place to be in. It's beautiful, and I hope you know everybody else. If you're not there, that you do get this. You know, one day it's yeah. beautiful to be in. Yeah. Let, let me let me spin you with this one because I just mm-hmm. like as you were talking, something just hit me. I, mm-hmm. I was go for it. Thinking, I'm like. The whole thing with balance, right? Mm-hmm. I think what people are trying to say is that how do I have the capacity to manage all of these things? Mm. If that makes sense. Because we need to really be careful the words that we're using. Because as soon as someone says balance, it, it, it the picture it puts in my mind and to most people's minds, like you're trying to like juggle all these different balls. Yeah. But what people are talking about is really management. Yeah. <laughs> how <laughs> do I have the... <laughs> How do I have the capacity to be able to manage all of these things that are around me? Because you have things like jobs, you have things like fitness, mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. And as someone of faith, you need to be a steward. You need to cultivate. You need to grow things. You need to be abundant. Mm-hmm. But this is where the whole thing of purpose really comes in. And it mm-hmm. still hits home with the whole thing of priority. Mm-hmm. When you really understand what your purpose is, it gives everything else that you're doing meaning. Yes. Let me repeat that again. When you really understand your life's intent and purpose, it gives everything else around you meaning. What do I mean when I say that? When you really understand what your purpose is, because I'll use you, for example, you want to be a speaker, mm-hmm. you want to grow your podcast, you want to reach people, you want to inspire. You need a job be able to mm-hmm. pay for that equipment yeah so it's not to say that now you've realized that oh yeah i'm quitting my job it doesn't work like that mm-hmm. the priority is your purpose mm-hmm. but you need to be able to manage these other things around your life so now when you're going to work you're not just going there mm-hmm. for for the sake of i'm just going for the sake of going mm-hmm. the reason why people struggle to quote-unquote balance mm-hmm. Because all the things that they're balancing have no meaning whatsoever. You don't even know why you're doing it. There, there we go. That, that, that's where the issue is. It's like, you're, when you realize your purpose, it gives everything else around you meaning. Yeah. It gives your relationship with the person you're with meaning because now you know that, okay, I'm going here. So even the conversation you have with them is like, I'm going here. I will need your help to get there. And I know I need you in my life. Like, I know why you're here. 
when you're going to work, you know why you're going there. So it even gives you an extra conviction to even manage that. Yeah. to go there and be happy but you still understand so it's it's very much a mental thing like it gives everything else around you all these little because if something doesn't have meaning it could be good but it becomes very um draining that's true it becomes very mean like you're jug- if you if you don't understand purpose you're just ju- juggling a bunch of meaningless things to you and what ends up happening well, some <laughs> it just crumbles. That's what ends up happening. So the reason why purpose is important is because it allows you to manage all of these other areas because you understand where you're going. And you understand why you even have those things going on. And the elimination thing that I was talking about, when you realize your purpose, if there was something that you were looking at, maybe mm-hmm. it's a relationship or maybe it's a type of job, it allows you to say, okay, cool, for where I'm going, I don't need that. So you yeah. can take you can take that off. Like you can just put that aside. It actually makes your life a lot easier because you're now focused on the priority and you understand why you're doing everything. You literally hit the nail on the head. Like literally, you said it all. You said it all. You said it all. <laughs> <laughs> you said it all. I was literally just sat there thinking out because yeah, that word balance, yeah. I don't I don't know. It's yeah, me, you said it all. And even me, me, like I you put it like now when I look at balance now, I don't I'm not gonna be saying balance anymore. I'm gonna be saying priorities. Priority. Literally, I'm gonna be saying the word now, not like, saying what's ba- the balance priority right now. <laughs> <laughs> that should be a banned word right now. Yeah, yeah, literally. Um, balance, oh yeah, I'm going to go right there on my Snapchat <laughs> to my Instagram story. Um no more saying that. Ba- I'm literally gonna. I'm gonna write it out and I'm gonna be like, yeah. No more saying balance. They say juggling instead. If you say juggling, then fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> or just say management. Management. Okay, cool. But the real word we're really trying to, you know, draw it out of is actually priorities. Priorities. And you said it all, and perfect. Like you said it. You said it. You said it. Beautiful way. You put in a beautiful. You see, I, I, when I when I like I've mentioned your name a couple times in my other episodes, and I always tell people like, yo. One of my really good friends, Atenda, I don't know if you've heard, I've, I've, put, I've definitely mentioned him like it's more than three times in some of my episodes because I always tell people like, and I always say that one of the people that when I get on the phone call with, that absolutely, like I'm excited to get on the phone call with is T. Because I know me and T don't speak every day. We don't text every single day. We, we used to. Text every, like, <laughs> if it wasn't, yeah. there was a time. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get, we'll get into that all my days. Yeah, no. we don't text every single day, everything, but bruh. When we do get on the phone, like every single, you know, one to two months when we do have our little, like, um, come together calls, yeah. I leave it feeling the most productive and I leave it feeling so, like, liberated. Like, I feel like, yeah, this was a conversation I was meant to have this month. And I leave it so much more. And people can hear it for themselves. And this is why I said, like, you know, if I'm going to have people come on my podcast, you are going to be one of the first people because just look right there. Look. Appreciate look at how you everything to perspective, not even for others, but even for me. So thank you so much for that. That was amazing. Honestly, like, and even with that, it's like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want people to like, kind of like, look at me and be like, oh, like, yeah, he's, he knows what he's talking about. Listen, mm-hmm. with me, and, and, you, and you've you known me for, for yeah. and it's like, I always say that, to be fair, one thing I can definitely say is that I've been stretched. Like, mm-hmm. I've just been stretched. Like, and when you are stretched, and, trust me, you do not speak like everybody else. You, you are stretched, like your, your, your depth of analysis, your it's perspective, different. the way you're able to articulate, especially for me, especially it's like going through it. Like when you go through something, mm-hmm. your ability to articulate that is very different from mm-hmm. someone who's just trying to sound good or sound yeah. nice. Or trying, mm-hmm. Just trying to talk a bunch of words that sound nice, I don't mean nothing. 
Yeah. The fact that I've been stretched mm-hmm. where I speak from mm-hmm. is from a place of ex- experience because I've Thank tried you. this stuff out. Like personally, I've tried it out. Yeah. And it comes from a place of how do I say it? Like capacity to receive from the source. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I mean? And and that's yeah. something we even spoke about previously. Yeah. It's like, who's the source? It's not me. Yeah. It's not you. It's, it's it's from above. Like, it's God. Like, that's, yeah, that's it's the creator right there. So we, we can just be, you, people can look at, let's say, like me and you, for example. Mm-hmm. We're just, um, I like to use the word conduit because mm-hmm. conduit is like, oh, it's like a pipe. Like, yeah. I'm just a channel which is just passing, like, to get the water to you, it's just mm-hmm. coming through me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But don't look at me. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you the water. Like look at, look at the source, and that, yeah. that's what I always say to you. Like you really need to understand your relationship because even purpose itself. Mm-hmm. I was listening to something the other day it says that to find out the purpose of a thing, you don't ask the thing, <laughs> you ask the the creator yeah. <laughs> or the manufacturer. And I was like, yeah. that is crazy. I was like, that is crazy. That's a gem. That is crazy. Crazy. Okay. I was like, okay, crazy. So yeah, it's just to say that yo, we we've just been stretched and we've got enough. Very much. Because I've known people asking us, how do you know this stuff? How do you do this? So how are you so confident? <laughs> I could see a bot like, you know, how is this? And I always tell them, like, yo, the things I talk about, I'm not reading it from a book. Yeah. The things that I say, not- you're thinking like why she's so confident, is because I've been through the moments where I wasn't confident. Yeah. I've like I've like you saying right now, I've been stretched. I've, right. I've and I think I've experienced so much and I've allowed myself to like experience things without judging it or like being so rigid in one place. So I've been very open minded within my life. And, and when you've been through so much within your life and you've worked with different people and been through so many different things, you naturally have that kind of like energy, you know. Yeah. And like you're saying as well, like, it's, it's not even like about me or like you said, it's not about you. When God is trying to take you someplace, like everyone has where God is trying to take them. But if he's trying to take you to a point where, like, you know, he wants you to be, like, a leader or, like, be something in front of people so that he can speak through you, like you say, in the pipe, he's going to have to take you through some really, some ups and downs or yeah. some things. Because you can't, you can't lead people down a path you are Exactly. You exactly. And you can't speak to people and be telling them, oh, this and that. When you haven't lived that life or when, like, you don't, you can't tell them, oh, be be good. Or, you know, don't worry. Everything's going to be all right. If you haven't even been through down their shoes, you can't talk about mental health if you've never been through, your mental health has never suffered before. You can't talk about emotional unavailability if you've never, like, been through it and had to get out of it. Like, you know? So that's one thing I want people to understand. Like, you know, when you listen to someone like T or me or other people that you listen to, you're thinking like, damn, like they're really endowed. Trust me, these people have been through some shit. (laughs) They've been through a lot. And we are really, really young. We're like in our early 20s, right? And there's people who, you know, are 50s and it takes them a while to get there. But trust me, wherever your story is and wherever God is trying to take you, he will make sure that he takes you through the steps to prepare you for wherever it is that he's trying to put you at. So just I would say like allow God to do His work on you. Don't don't be there trying to you know take control. Just allow Him to do. His. It's not always going to be easy. It's going to be hard, very hard. And also, so the, the more you're, I dare say, the more you're stretched, the more you can be given. Yes. To yeah. Like you're yeah. stretched. You're broke. Maybe not stretched. Maybe you're broken down. Mm-hmm. Like you're broken down, and you like let's say if you have like, I'm trying to think of an example. Like something that you can just grind down, like you can mm-hmm. cut into small pieces. The more that thing is cut into small pieces and grinded mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. the more the more people can be given to you. Yeah. So if more you think of it in that, that in that way, it's like the more you're broken down, and that could mm-hmm. be in good experiences, bad experiences, eye openers, 
observing certain things, analyzing certain things, whatever it is, the more you're broken down, the more you can be distributed to people. Mm-hmm. So if you're someone who wants to get into a place of leadership, a place of advisory, mm-hmm. any place where you feel like you're in a position where you want to speak to people, or even inspire for that example, mm-hmm. you're going to be dealing with a lot of different things, different experiences, Definitely. different people. Seek that you will be stretched, broken. Now, whatever word you want to use so that you can mm-hmm. be given given to more like and and the giving i'm talking about is that you your experience and Mm -hmm. what is that you've been through and the words that will come out from you once you've gone through that experience can be given to more people Mm -hmm. yeah and i and i'll definitely say that so it's like i only sound like this because of the because of the stretching (laughs) you know what i mean i've been literally i wasn't born like broken down in so many different ways to the point where it's like even when we were talking you asked me to come on um, I said it's probably the perfect timing. Mm-hmm. Definitely perfect timing. Because I because you know I've been sounding like this from even back then. Yeah, that's the <laughs> thing. A lot of people don't know. Like, <laughs> it's like I've been sounding like this since <laughs> I was 19. But yeah. the difference is now, the difference is the level of purpose, mm-hmm. intent, mm-hmm. direction, assignment is different. The experience is different. So had you had been listening to me back then, it was it's not that I'd... you know what I mean? It's just that a lot of the things that I would have said would have been based from inexperience. And yeah. now that I've gone through something, mm-hmm. I've really experienced that, my perspective holds substance. Mm-hmm. And that's something that is missing. That's really missing. Even in the space of like podcasting, the space of people trying to Yes. <laughs> more motivational speakers for example yeah. a lot of what's missing is substance it's a bunch of words it's a bunch mm-hmm. of information but no substance no sense of purpose no direction yeah. no clear intention definitely so, we had this conversation before bro so yeah. <laughs> <Definitely> <laughs> that, very, that one of the things that's super super important to me like i always tell, tell like my listeners like be intentional with everything you're doing don't just wake up and say, i'm gonna do this i'm just gonna do it Ask yourself, like we we we, we learned the whole reason why things together, like back in twenty twenty and everything, like the the importance of your reason why, like why are you doing that? Why do you want to go here? Why do you want to get up and do this today? What is your intention? And when you're speaking, or you know, you want to do this with people and go, why do you want to do it? Once you understand that intention is very clear, there's not really any way you're gonna fumble it, you know. But if it's not, it's just for vibes or just for the sake of just doing it, or you know, or because people are telling you to do it, or people just telling you, oh, you should. It looks it looks good to do it right now. Trust me, you you might sound one too good here and there, but very soon, not very long, you're gonna fumble the bag. Well, <laughs> and yeah, you will fumble it. That's so people, true. Yeah, and the people who really do move with intention. When they see you, they're going to see right through you. You're going to be fooling the people who don't really know much and they're just you're as naive fool, as um, I like to call it, you're going to fool the undiscerning eye. Yes, that's <laughs> like the right undiscerning there. Exactly. Eye just like, oh, that looks, that looks amazing. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that, yeah. that's, even, that's even worse because it's like the blind are leading the blind. Mm-hmm. Like you're blind yourself and you're yeah. talking to blind people and they're looking at you now to lead mm-hmm. them and you're trying to lead them, but you're blind and so are they. Exactly. <laughs> so like, and the thing is, a lot of people like to listen to things that sound good. People like to listen to things and watch things that sound looks good or like, you know, it's in favor of them. 
But if you're saying things, you're doing something that is not, it's just the truth. Like, it's not even from you. It's from what God has given you to say or God has given you to do. And it's not in your favor of trying to please people or trying to please whatever society we're in now. Trust me, it's going to take a longer time for you to get to where you want to go. And a lot of people most now in this generation want the microwave things, like put in there, done in 20 minutes, like over sensation. Yeah. Like, you know, everything is blown up quickly. Like, yeah, we're doing this now. We started five months ago. But if you really, you know, want to get somewhere, and it's actually, you have an, like you're saying, assignment. It's an assigned by a higher power for you to do what you're doing. Yeah. Either it's acting, either it's music, either it's speaking, wherever it is, trust me most of the times you, you you go through some stuff and it's not going to be an easy world because the things you're saying is not what always people want to hear and you you get your crowd you get your people but before you could get there to the point where you're like wow like you know it, you're going to go through some stuff and a lot of time people are not really willing to be that patient for that you're not willing to you know work it out and just like wait for god to like you know take them where he wants to take them just not want to do the things themselves and, and, and clarity, just have their quick praises power clarity yeah. clarity is def- definitely definitely something that's important. definitely I love this like this new age where people um have the platform, have mm-hmm. the ability to to speak what's on their mind. Like there's more information that's available. Mm-hmm. There's something that I've always said and I've been saying it for years now. Mm-hmm. The issue was years ago, maybe like decades, two decades ago, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of opportunity. There wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of information. So that was the issue back then. There was a mm-hmm. lack scarcity the issue now is there's too much information yeah too much possibility Ooh. that people are confused mm-hmm. consuming everything they see and then they're confusing themselves. There's complete confusion <laughs> so the issue now is that there's complete confusion because it's like mm-hmm. there's there's too much of it so now it's like okay how do i sift through all of this stuff and that's where you need to be very clear because you can be, if you're much more, um, you're much more susceptible, susceptible to be pulled into any direction now because there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. So you could try and find identity in a bunch of different things, yeah. and you could, and they could seemingly seem like a good, a good suit for you, but you need clarity. And I'm speaking more generally in terms of like anything that you want to do. Mm-hmm. You, I, I now like. I would definitely say growing up is something that's helped me a lot because I'm now, I'm a very straight talker now, very mm-hmm. straight talker. Like when I'm talking to people, especially if someone asks me for any type of advice, any type of direction, I'm a very straight talker. I always say to people, I could listen to someone go on for two hours, but it always comes down to the question, what do you want? Yeah. It always, it really, it always comes down to that question. And mm-hmm. even that is rooted in your purpose. Like what mm-hmm. you want to be rooted in, like, okay, do you understand where it is that you're actually going? Because mm-hmm. if you don't, you're going to like, you're going to find yourself being pulled to so many different things. Like people ask me like, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? And I'm just like, they're like, but do you even know who you are? Like, do you even know where it is that you're supposed, what you're supposed to be doing? Like, do you know what you want? Do you know your purpose? Like, and if you don't, that's where the issue is like almost 90 percent of the time when i speak to people people don't actually know what it is that they want they've looked at things they've heard things they've seen a bunch of information but they haven't mm-hmm. actually really set it set it in stone that okay i am clear on this so clarity is so 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 important so mm-hmm. in this generation you're really seeking that clarity that because your mind and everything else around you is going to work based on that. The minute you are not really clear on your intentions, you don't have any clarity, you're not really going to be moving anywhere. 
you're just going to be seemingly motionless because you can at any point something could just pop up and you're there because you don't even understand why you're here so that's the issue we face nowadays it's just too much of everything it's too much information not in, not enough truth not enough clarity and once again t has given us your gems gems <laughs> i love the words we're using today from we changed balance into like really balance really mean management and the right word for it is priorities we've gone into clarity purpose yeah oh beautiful words and really di- we've dived into like what those words really mean they even changes some of the, some of them like what you really kind of supposed to really mean what we're really trying to say and thank you so much this is really this is this is just amazing like i'm loving this conversation <laughs> so much i knew i would love it because i'm like there's one person i'm gonna have a good conversation with and it's gonna be so productive and so much gems given it's one of the people i know for sure without a doubt i don't even have to blink or think about it. it's it's tea and thank you again so much this is really really good and so we're coming towards the end but i've got like two questions i want to ask you before we go okay, okay. so with everything that we've talked about and you know you've taken us from like the age of 16 through your school family getting to this country all the things you've been through even like your relationship with god so like talking about purpose and all the things we've talked about all the way to now if you could go back like five six years back to like your 18 year old self yeah. or you know your 17 year old self what would you say to him Say I was gonna say slap, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably give him a slap, and then and I'll probably like start talking. But yeah, <laughs> you slap oh, him first, and then start talking. Like what would you say to her? Like you don't even want to know. <laughs> you know yeah, I'd give that guy, a nice little slap. Like you know, one of those backhand, like yeah. one of those nice Ow. little backhands. Yeah, really with love, obviously with love. Yes, sort of, I mean, yeah, with love. I don't know. So yeah, eighteen year old self. Wow. That. Well, what would I say to my eighteen year old? I'm actually like, mm-hmm. let me take a moment of this one. What would I? Yeah, actually take your time. My eighteen year old self. You know what? Like, one thing I would say to my eighteen year old self um, is that it's not your fault. Mm. And that's very um that that's come from years of like if you know me like I'm a very like deep thinker like I think mm-hmm. things like I really review I've been reviewing that for a very long time um because that's where I felt like my life kind of started kind of going downhill mm-hmm. um even in terms of things I got into um kind of find myself going astray and stuff like that so I, I would really just go back and say listen it, it's not it's not your fault. Mm-hmm really and truly like there's certain things that happened to you that happened in your life and you only did what you could mm-hmm. and that's that's really like you know we we always think like i'm gonna go back and give myself game on this is that but i would i would go back and say listen you're exactly where you need to be because now with what i understand now i understand that i could have avoided certain things 100 maybe i should have been in a different place than where i am now but only thing i'd probably go back and say is that you're exactly where you need to be mm-hmm. it's okay and I a, love a, a that. big a big part of why i got into things i shouldn't have is because i was restless i felt like i, I could fix everything that was going around but had i just been like you know i'm exactly where i need to be right now 
God, is, that, God yeah. has put me exactly where I need to be. And that would have given me a sense of, a sense of peace. And some of the lessons that I've learned now, I would have probably learned them a lot earlier. I would have stayed connected. I would have stayed connected. So I would definitely say it's, it's, it wasn't your fault. You're exactly where you need to be. Now stay, stay there. And the next, the next level or the next path is going to make itself clear. Like that. That's amazing. I love that. Because yeah. that's one thing I always say. I was, I've had people ask me before, like, do you ever regret anything in your life? Or, you know, um, if you could go back and do some things different, what would you do? And I always tell them, like, I don't regret anything. And I always look at regret as, you know, that means I want to change things and stuff like that. But with experience and where, like, I am now within my life, and now if I look back to, like, my 14-year-old self, uh, 15, all the way through to now, Everything I've been through, it was not orchestrated by me. No. I didn't. So the goods and the bads is not controlled by me. It's controlled by a higher power. And once you understand that, you realize that everything is 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 happening exactly how it's supposed to be to get you to where you're gonna be right now. Like where I am right now. Mm. If the things I went through before in my life, the goods and the bads, if I didn't go through them, the confused times, everything, I wouldn't be across here today. Yeah. So if I go back and I'm changing things and want to do this and want to like you know be the prim proper version of myself back then oh no you you won't get who i am today and the story <laughs> that i have to share today and how i speak to them everything it, i wouldn't be who i am i'll be a completely different person so why would i want to change anything and like mm-hmm. i'll say the same thing to myself as well like now i'll actually go back to my 15 year self because 14 for me is when everything really started i always look at everything in my life really started at 14 <laughs> because it was really when <laughs> everyone I, has that age where it's like okay yeah. 15, this is exactly where it started like yeah like i feel like for me my life started at 18. <laughs> and like i always say like for me i started choosing my gccs when i was that this country you choose a gccs like when you're 14 13 yeah. and that's like in your nine going to your 10 and with that that's when i really said i want to be a creator i want to create I didn't know if I wanted to do fashion, if I wanted to do art, but I was doing everything in secondary school. I was doing fashion, I was sewing, I was drawing, I was painting, I was doing everything when it comes to art. And I didn't really have one specific path, but I just knew that I just want to create and just, you know, inspire. That's what I said to myself. And I remember when I went home, I was telling my dad that I want to be an artist, I want to do fashion, I want to design, you know, all them things there. Boy, I don't want to talk about what happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is about me for another episode. <laughs> nah, bro. Yeah, that was like, no, 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 no. So, and from then, I've gone through all of them. I look at myself now and I'm like, yeah, bro. I'm glad my life started then and everything I've gone through since then till now, it made me who I am. So exactly what you're saying, like, I won't change anything. I'll just tell myself, you're exactly what you're supposed to be and just keep going, keep going, keep going. And don't don't get so down. Yeah, because I've been like... Thing. Yeah. honestly for so many years i was yeah. like it all comes back full circle that's because mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so many years i was so angry at myself mm-hmm. or things that had happened mm. i said maybe had i been doing that or maybe had i not been doing this or maybe if i'd have done this or maybe if we could go back when i was 18 like but mm-hmm. a big thing that made me realize that all of that mm-hmm was me not forgiving myself yeah and a big yeah. part of forgiving yourself is understanding that it's okay you didn't know back then you actually didn't know you know now but back then you actually didn't know so it's like are you able to give yourself that that grace because if you understand like it's always a three-step thing like 
verse um I, I and i know there's a verse in the bible for it that really like breaks it down but i can't really remember what it is but i know this that it all starts from god like mm-hmm. the process of forgiveness which is like a fundamental principle it's not like uh you forgive if you want to no it's actually a principle like you forgive because it's beneficial to yourself and also you set other people free um and a big part of why maybe this is just in terms of forgiveness completely off topic but i i feel like i need to say this like a lot of people haven't actually forgiven themselves and i hadn't for years and that that actually really like held me down because i always had insecurities i always had like um doubt i couldn't appreciate myself because i was always like if only you had done this maybe you'd be this or maybe you would have done that like we set such high expectations for ourselves that when that's not met the only person you can point fingers to is yourself and you hold yourself captive for years over it and understanding that okay at the time i was doing this god already forgave me whatever it is that i did already forgave me when you understand that you're like okay if he's already forgiven me i just need to forgive myself and then once you once you forgive yourself, you're able to forgive other people. But we don't, we can't like we struggle forgiving other people most of the time because we haven't actually forgiven ourselves. Not even most of the time. It's because we haven't forgiven ourselves That's that true. we can't because you can't give to someone what you haven't already, what you haven't got. So if you haven't got forgiveness for yourself, how the hell are you supposed to give that to somebody else? That's true. It also comes to the thing of like, do you even love yourself? Like yeah, if, I think if you don't love yourself you cannot love other people that's it you can't Um, and that love for yourself all starts from above when you understand that god loves you when you understand that you understand the meaning of love so you can distribute you can give that to yourself you now you love yourself and then you can extend that to other people but we do it the other way around that's true you start like okay i have to forgive this person no you can't forgive that person if you haven't forgiven yourself and I think a big part of me now being able to, because I used to be very, I used to find it very difficult to let things go. Like mm-hmm. if someone did something, I'd find it very hard to be compassionate for people and let things go because mm-hmm. I would take it very personally. Yeah. And a big part of that came from, I was still holding myself to things that I had done previously mm-hmm. Or things I didn't work out, or things I just even blame myself, even though it wasn't even actually my fault. Things because I'd had such a high standard for myself. Mm-hmm. As some parts of my life having that high standard, it works. But in terms of like things that have happened, things that were out of your control, mm-hmm. all it does is causes you stress and anxiety for no reason. Mm-hmm. And this is more especially to guys because as guys, like we have such a high standard for ourselves and what mm-hmm. we we have such a high pride. You know what I mean? So when we don't do something, we find it very hard to reconcile mm-hmm. that like, we think that we failed. But really and truly, it all goes back to what I was saying, like, I would literally tell myself that, bro, hey, it's all right. I would give myself a measure of grace. I'd give myself some level of compassion. Be like, you know I like what? the way you put that, yeah. It, it, it wasn't your fault. Uh-huh. Whether you like to tell you, whether I would have liked to tell myself that or not, like, it actually wasn't. And mm-hmm. being able to do that, is what's going to allow me even in my relationship with mm-hmm. God with other people mm-hmm. to be able to extend that but if I'm still holding on to that I will never be able to forgive myself mm-hmm. and I will automatically like deep what I'm saying automatically be unable 
<laughs> to forgive somebody else. Yeah. So that is it's it's very very deep. Like it's very deep. But very very we deep. Learn how to reconcile with our past because we are holding ourselves to a lot of things, really? and you might not even realize it. Maybe it's something that happened in family that you just feel like, oh, if I wasn't there, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have happened. Because you hear people talking about it all the time. Like, oh, I felt like, yeah, maybe if I wasn't in a family, they wouldn't have gone through that. But it's like, no, like, it just wasn't your fault. Mm-hmm. And maybe one day when you come, not maybe, when you do come to the realization of that, you'll be able to move forward with a certain type of peace because you understand that you've been forgiven. God's already forgiven you. He's not holding it against you. Don't hold it against yourself. And in the future, if someone does anything, you won't hold it against them. Because mm-hmm. forgiveness of other people is not even for them, it's for you. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would just going back to the original game. That's Beautiful. What I would say to my Beautiful well put in it. I love it. My Thank you so much. I love that. Definitely do. Okay, so we're trying to wrap it up on the last question. And this is a question that I, I literally said to myself, I want to ask everybody this to kind of like bring it all back to the center. And you know, with everything we've spoken about is really a journey. Like, yeah. and I said, like, I, the name of this kind of series I'm I'm starting on the podcast is basically called the conversation, and it's not a Q and A. It's not a sit down and ask you this or da, da, da. It's more of like people coming on that I believe that is their stories need to be heard and what they have to give to the world needs to like. It's like it needs to be heard now, today, now. And it's them taking us through a journey. Right now, you're taking us forward through a journey. And with students of life podcast, like it's called students of life. And the <laughs> whole point of that, and, and the reason why I call it that, to be honest, if you always believe like that um name, the whole name of the podcast, I always be like, it's not me who really named it that. I believe it was God that gave me that name because to be honest, if you ask me like, but why though? I can never really give you when exactly it came into my head or how exactly I planted I didn't plan to call it that. I just started recording. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go students of life. Because of what I was going through at the moment in my life, I, one thing I realized in that moment was like that one of the most important things in life is to remain a student. And right now, everything we're kind of going through, it kind of teaches us that you have to really kind of be embedded into like a, a something higher than you and remain a student. So we don't think like you know better than everybody else or like, you know, you are, the, you are, you are in charge of your life. Like we kept saying, <laughs> if you make plans, God laughs because you're really not in charge of it. You're yeah. not in charge of your life. You're not in charge of anything in this world. He's really crazy. You're just a little, you're just a little peanut in it. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Like it's just, you know, the word he uses. Like his will prevail. You know, the word prevail means it means whether you like it or not, not. Like whether you like it or not. Like that's what's gonna take place. Exactly. Like regardless, and it's yeah. Funny. And the most important thing, and is that when you start to look at it like that, you start to realize like I'm just a student. I'm here to learn you become more of a sponge than trying to, you know, master everything, yeah. you know, it's actually just like you, it humbles you down. And that's what this, this whole podcast is about. It's about remaining a student to life, remaining a student always. And in everything you go through in life, don't look at like, why me or this and that? And there's them, everyone else is burdening me and blah, blah, blah. But look at the lessons that life is going to teach you and God is going to, you know, teach you and take you through to get to wherever he's going to take you. And this podcast is all about wellness. It's about, it's about going through a journey of your mental, emotional, social, environmental, your spiritual wellness journey through life. So this is like the the main meaning of, of students of life. But I also want to ask you, when you hear the name students of life, how would you describe it? What does that mean for you? Oh, student of life. I like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> student. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you know, I, I feel like what being a student of life, what that means to me, um, mm-hmm. 
what it used to mean to me is like, oh, you're just someone who just wants to, you're just so eager to learn. Mm-hmm. Like you're so eager to just like, oh, let me pick up this book. I want to just learn. I want to, I used to think it was, it was that I used to think I had a freaking PhD. <laughs> I, used to think, I knew everything. So when, yeah, I used to think, oh yeah, I've clocked this. I know this, I know that. But one, one word that comes to mind is surrender. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I can't really get into it like on a dictionary level, but yes. what it means to me, surrender is when you completely just give. Um, how how do I describe it? Like you give yourself over to the process. Okay. Like you you acknowledge that you know what I've tried it. I've tried it my own way. <laughs> I've tried yeah. tried so many different things. When you're at a place of surrender, it's like almost like when you're on your like you're on your knees, like you're like okay, yeah, I'm I'm just at a place right now where I can admit I don't know everything, mm-hmm. and that's where it starts. It's not it's not curious like some people are like oh it's curiosity you got to be hungry to learn you got to be like no it's like when you can get yourself to a place of complete surrender to be like okay. I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. That's where it begins. And most of the time, life usually brings you there. Yeah. <laughs> when things happen in your life where you're like, okay, I can probably admit I might not know it all. Mm-hmm. So where, do, where can I look? How can I start figuring it out? And that's where that journey starts. And usually as well, even if like, God, like when you bring yourself of to a place of complete surrender or submission Mm -hmm. to be like, yeah, I am committing myself to this process. That's when he can start actually using you or speaking through you. I love it. So yeah, that's what student of life. I love it. I want to give you a round of applause. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a round of applause. I absolutely love that and you just you summed it up beautifully and I'm and I'm really I really really love your understanding of your like your meaning of it it's absolutely beautiful and we now do show at the end of like the whole episode today and I just want to give you a big thank you again for coming on you know you have so many things going on you're a student you know you have your exams coming up you're studying every day we're running off priorities over here yeah you know And I'm just so happy no. that when I said to you, I want you on, like, this is, this is, t- it's time for that. You said, yo, what time? Like, the, your reaction when I told you, T, it's time to come on, it's priceless. I literally screenshot it, I'm like, I'm going to talk about this reaction one day. Because it's absolutely, <laughs> absolutely priceless to me. Just the images and the, that's the priceless. And I'm so I'm happy, ready. so, so happy to have you on. Do you have anything else that you'd like to just say to the people that are listening? Just say, you know, anything on your heart you just want to like say before, just before we, we end this off? It would just be more geared towards just, no, you know what? Let, let me not, let me not. Because I was going to talk about perps, but, but I think I've already gone mm-hmm. into it. I would, I would just leave you with what I said um, mm-hmm. when you asked me the question about what would I say to my 18-year-old self? And it okay. still applies now. To anyone who's listening to this, just understand that it's okay. Like, it's, it's actually like, I, w- I want to really hit home to be like, it's actually okay. Where you are right now is exactly where you're supposed to be. Whether it's good, whether it's bad, it's, it's, it starts here. Maybe things haven't been going so well 
um because i can definitely say 2023 hasn't been my year whatsoever to be fair <laughs> I, I can be like yeah i'm good all that stuff but yeah 2023 is going to be very challenging for me and just understanding that you know what i'm like it's okay like i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be right now let me work with what i've got right now not what i'm gonna have in the future not what happened in the past what do i look around you and be like okay what can i look around and actually appreciate or what can i use that's around me instead of thinking about acquiring because we're always moving like we're either moving from a place of you're not enough or you're doing too much in this confusion some people are here telling me oh yeah you're, you're doing too much you just need to relax or people saying you're not doing enough you need to work harder scratch that just be like okay i'm right here right now and where is that supposed and where is that and once you understand where you are be okay with it and get yourself to that place of surrendering yourself to the process of where it is you need to be that's the start point like, it's not the end or be all but that's a start and i'm not going to say anything more than that because i don't want to confuse people get into too much leaving you asking mm -hmm. questions but just understand you're exactly where you need to be and be okay with it that's all. I don't have anything else to say. You guys heard it right there. Thank you so much, Kierkegaard. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I would like to leave it just as that. Sit yeah. with it, y'all. I would love to say that as well. Yeah. Like, thank you so much for having me on. Um, you already know the love, like, yes, from my side. It's crazy yeah. that known you for coming up to three years now. Literally, yeah. like, three years. And we've, we've had our journey. Like, we used to mm -hmm. work for a time. We speak all the time. Now we speak, yeah. like now now and again but it's like mm -hmm. we've always maintained that level of respect mutual mm -hmm. respect understanding mm -hmm. and we've we've shared in experiences um and just like knowledge and we've been able to help each other grow and it's just seeing you like in this position i remember that time you called me mm -hmm. I still remember that time you called me when you're thinking like you know what i think i need to start a pod i need to start a podcast and i was, mm -hmm. like, I was like okay fair enough mm -hmm. just seeing that like i i already knew that you, you were at that point of surrender as well. Like, mm -hmm. you were like, yeah, I'm just... Things may not have been good at the time. I don't mm -hmm. even need to get into that. But it's like, you set yourself a target. Mm -hmm. And you, your main focus was you just wanted to give. Yeah. That's all you wanted to You wanted to serve. You wanted to give. And just seeing the way you've elevated, the way this podcast has grown, is it's insane. You're making me teary. You still have that a bit, like you still are going a bit. So, yeah, it's been, so been a beautiful you. journey to watch, and mm -hmm. many, many more to come. Yeah, your your community is in very good hands. Very good Thank hands. There's not many people you see around who are on an assignment, mm -hmm. who have clear intention. Their heart is pure mm -hmm. of what they're speaking about. They have substance, and they're focused on revealing truth. That's not something you come across every day. So. I'm proud of you and thank yeah. you so I'm much sure. that means so much to me thank you thank you all right that's it for from us guys thank you so much for sitting to end with us and we will catch you on the next episode you need a party bye, <laughs> bye. yes oh, definitely <laughs> a party. Party. Definitely. <laughs> bye